Hey everyone, welcome back to Dom and Jimbo's Album Swap. Um, this is episode number 36, I believe. Um, I, yeah, number 37. Yeah, excuse me. Um, this episode we have two albums we're going to talk about, both by women this time, Whoa. surprisingly. Uh, first, um, we're going to be talking about something my dad recommended. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Excited to get into it. Um, and to my left is Daniel as well. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, excited to talk about these albums today. Yes. For Dom and Jimbo's album swap, the International Women's History Month edition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this episode, the first album we're going to talk about is, um, an album from a singer-songwriter known as Alanis Morissette. Uh, from 1995, it's her first album, I believe. Yeah, her uh, first solo album. Was she? Yeah, was she in something else before? She was. Wait, was it her? I think she had a. Re- I don't know. I think she had a re- some kind of release as a ki- as a teenager. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that counted or if it was with a band. I don't even remember. She had. She did something before that. Yeah. But I don't remember what. And I think it was mm-hmm. like only in Canada, but. She's Canadian, by the way. I don't know if people understand yeah. that. Um, but, but um, yeah. So this, this is definitely her first like big major uh, studio solo album. Um, and it came out in uh, June 1995. Um, it was made a pretty big splash in like the grunge and alternative rock scene at the time. Yeah. Um, so why don't you uh, introduce uh, your history with this album and why you picked it? Yeah, I mean, when this album first came out, the first single off it was You Wanna Know, and it was like, you know, it was kind of badass, it was controversial, because she curses and she says some pretty, you know, messed up things. It's like about her ex-boyfriend, and, you know, like, I think she might have actually been engaged to the guy she's talking about or something, I don't know. It was very famously about a, about a hockey player that she was with for a long time. I don't remember his name, um, but he was... Uh, he was a pretty good hockey player. Like, he wasn't just, like, a nobody hockey player. I don't remember his name anymore, but he, uh, I guess he broke off with her and did a pretty shitty job of it. And basically, I've heard most of this album is about that breakup and about him. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, that song came on the radio, and it was, like, it just sounded different and cool and just, like, a pissed-off woman that was, like, I'm not taking it anymore and, and screw you, too. You know, it wasn't like a breakup song, and it wasn't like, you know, it was like angry and like all that stuff, which you, you know, you've had in the past, kind of, but it didn't seem like it was done this well ever to me, in my yeah. eyes. So, yeah, she just did a great job, and she's a great songwriter, um, and she just, she's really good. She's a good singer, good songwriter. You know, she can like, she can like put out a song like You Want to Know that's like just pissed off and angry. And she can put out some, like, really beautiful stuff, too. So it's, like, just a cool mixed bag of stuff yeah. uh, that you get from her. So and that's what really attracted me to it. When this came out, I liked it, but I was, like, so into the hard rock scene at the time that I didn't give it, like, a lot of time. I realized it was cool, and I liked it, but I probably didn't listen to the whole album or, you know, do anything more with it until I was older. But I, I definitely recognized it when it came out and saw and and then thought that it was really good so that's mm-hmm. my history so dominic why don't you go first this time what'd you think 
Um, I didn't like it that much, I'm going to be honest. Okay. Uh, it wasn't bad exactly, but I, I honestly, I really don't like her voice. Um, I feel like her inflections and her like performance on a lot of the songs sort of ruined it sometimes. I feel like she uh, does a lot of exaggerated uh, vocals for some reason. Um, okay. Her her it's it's not just her accent, but I feel like she like um, like exaggerates her accent and her like uh, I I almost feel like I don't know she, I almost feel like she's too animated at certain points. Um, it, it becomes almost hard to pay attention to. Um, there are certain songs that I I thought were like better than the rest of them, but even those are marred down. I think by her which is unfortunate but um yeah i didn't like i didn't like the vocal performance on a lot of them the instrumentation on a lot of them honestly i didn't find that interesting or good or the lyrics <laughs> it's it's all like it gets it goes higher at certain points i i like the song uh, you ought to know mm -hmm. um hand in my pocket is all right forgiven is good i like ironic and Head Over Feet. Those um, are like all the hit songs, basically. Yeah, okay. But, uh... Which I'm not... That, that didn't mean to sound like anything. I'm just saying, like, maybe that's why they were hit, the hit songs, because yeah. they were the best on the album, and yeah. everything else is mediocre. I don't know. I mean... I like most of the album. Those sound like the, the snappiest and the catchiest, so that makes sense. Um... But my least favorite is probably Right Through You. That song was so lifeless to me, um, and boring. A lot of it was acoustic. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I just I it, and that's not automatically a bad thing, obviously, but for this album, especially for the rest of it being so like boring, and uh, while still being like rock songs. I mean, it, that, that isn't not a rock song, but. Uh, it was a lot more stripped back, and that made it even more boring to me than the rest of this album, which I still find pretty boring, uh, unfortunately. But, yeah, I mean, I can see that she's kind of talented, um, but I wasn't really into what was going on for a lot of this. I'm, I'm kind of feeling like a, like a C, maybe C+. Plus. Okay. Um, That's fair. It's all right. I don't know. I, it's, yeah. I feel kind of bad. No, no. But, there's uh, no reason. I mean, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Not everything's going to be everyone's cup of tea. Um, yeah. But it... Uh, I can see where you're coming from. Like, I don't know. But I, I don't agree with it. But I, I can see where you're coming from. And there are moments in this album that get a little dull. So yeah. I obviously... Well, know, what I, songs would you say are duller than the rest of them? Um, I don't have the album up. Um, you have it there? Yeah. Um... Uh, I kind of don't love Perfect. Yeah, I, I found that one. That was the, boring if I'm remembering that song correctly. Um, you said Right Through You? Yeah, Right Through yeah, You. Yeah, that is. It's probably my least favorite. I like Forgiven. You Learn, I like Head Over Feet. I like Mary Jane. Oh, I yeah, I, I really didn't like Mary Jane, actually. Yeah, I don't remember that song a ton, so then that's probably why. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, like, I really dislike, I think that's one of the songs where I really didn't like mm. her voice a lot on it. Okay. Um, and it was also really, really boring. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah that's like, like that's that's the whole thing about this is like, 
it's really boring other than her voice, and her voice is just so annoying to me. I feel like her personality is what's supposed to be good about this, mm. and I'm really just not into it. I mean, I kind of am at some points. In theory, I am. I think it's just her performance. I, I kind of like her attitude, in a way. Right. But I don't. I just don't like her voice or her performance. Okay. Um, and a lot of the lyrics are really basic. Like, even, um, I think it's Hand in My Pocket. Like, I, I, I mess with some of the lyrics on that song, but a lot of them are really, like, uh, like, really basic, like, cl- cl- cliched lyric stuff, um, about, like, you know, like, it's, she's, I think that that's a song where she's just, like, saying a bunch of, not, not exactly contradictions about herself, but, like, yeah, like, like, I'm, I'm tired, but I'm young, or I'm, yeah. you know, like, yeah, that's that song. It just feels that that in general, and maybe it, it just goes back to the '90s when this came out. So maybe it's unfair, but that feels so like done. Like saying like, "Oh, I'm, no, that's I'm such a hand. contradiction." There's not a song called "One." Oh hand. no, but that yeah, is hand ironic. in my pocket. Hand in my pocket. Yeah. She says, "One hand in my pocket." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um. Yeah, that just feels like like such a lame <laughs> l- uh, lyrical template and um, such a cliched one. As much as I kind of don't like that word, because a lot of the things people consider to be cliched in like media, like movies or music or whatever, uh, I'm, I don't really care about. But sometimes it does. Like, if something feels so tired, it it gets to me. Mm. Or lazy, even. I don't know if it's lazy. But it doesn't it bother me, nonetheless. Right. Um, so, yeah, C. Okay. Uh, a C on this album. We'll take it. And how about you, Dan? What'd you think of Jagged Little Pill? Um, I don't... It was okay. Like, I, I got what she was going for, and, mm. like, I enjoyed her singing a little bit. I did find her singing a little annoying at some time. At some points, I feel like she was just kind of, like, over-exaggerating and over, like, over-pronouncing. That might mm. be a weird thing to say. I don't really know. No, I get that. I mean, that, that, that's that been a that's been a thing, like, that I've felt at times. I don't remember who, but, yeah, like, sometimes over-enunciating makes it kind of obnoxious. Yeah. Um... But overall, I think she has a nice voice. I just think she needs to, like, maybe bring it down a little bit. Like, I get she's being angry, but I don't get the sense that she's being angry. I I feel like she's attempting to be passionate, but there's some sort of disconnect. Okay. Because her voice is, like, in that weird part where it's just, like... She's obviously trying to sound passionate or angry or something, but it just sounds like she's trying to be okay passionate or angry. Um, I liked a couple songs on this album. I liked Mary Jane. I liked uh, You Oughta Know. I liked uh, You Learn. I liked mm-hmm. Head Over Feet. Mm-hmm. Um... I didn't love, um, I didn't love 
Perfect. I didn't really like that song. Okay. Um, and I didn't like, uh, uh, I didn't like the last song of the album, Wake Up. Uh-huh. It's technically not the last song of the album. There's, I wasn't counting the other version of yeah, You Ought to Know. There's some other... Right, yeah. But yeah, the, technically the last song of the album, Wake Up, I didn't really like that song either. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I can tell she's going for something here, and what she's going for is good. Mm-hmm. She just needs to, like... I hate to say tone it down, because that's... That makes it seem like I want her to tone down her message or tone down her passion. Mm-hmm. I want her to tone down her enunciation. Like, right. Because she sounds fake passionate yeah. instead of like really angry. And I've heard like women making really angry music and it doesn't sound like this to me. Mm. It well, sounds I mean, like... I think, she, I think she did bring it down after this album. Like she was really young and really like, you know, whatever in this album. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But, like, I think as she got older, she's brought it down a bit. You might like some some of her, you know, stuff after this, maybe. More. Not that I'm expecting anyone to go and listen to the rest of her catalog, because, A, it's long, and, B, it's, you know, you, you guys aren't that into it in the first place, so that's fine. Uh, sorry. Okay. She made an album last year. Yeah. And I think, I think your mother said it was pretty good. No. Um, but I don't know. I don't remember if that's true, but I thought she said that. But anyway, so that's cool. And what was your grade? Um, probably C plus. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's two C pluses. I mean, not terrible. Yeah. I mean, you guys get it. You know, it's not your, it's not really your thing, and you weren't, you didn't yeah. super enjoy it. But you know, you got it. It's like, it's like one of the biggest albums of the '90s. So it's probably yeah. important that you heard it, whether you liked it or not. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and um, I mean, cool. Yeah. I don't exactly think that she was fake passionate. Like, um, I don't know. I think people have different ways of expressing that. I just personally found it annoying. Mm-hmm. But, uh, right. yeah. So, Dominic's pick this week. He's going to give us a little bit of the insight of why he chose Sophie's album, Oil of Every Pearl's Uninsides. I was looking forward to you saying that title. I was worried you were going to be mad I ripped it off because it seemed like you enjoy saying that title. No. (laughs) No, I actually don't enjoy saying that title. That's like the only, well, that's pretty much the only part of this album I dislike is the title. Um, Because I really, I have no clue what that, like I could probably look it up and there's probably, like, it, it means something that maybe makes sense to the album. But, uh... Yeah, I don't, I don't understand what it means. So, um, yeah, this album came out, like, mid-2018. Um, it was pretty, like, Sophie had been around for a while, and she had never really dropped, like, a full album. Uh, she had, uh, dropped, like, singles and EPs here and there, and I think she had dropped, like, a compilation of a lot of her singles. Um, and she had produced a lot on other people's music, like, Kind of all, all over the place, like, I, I don't know, a, a lot of it was sort of the same, it was mostly, like, pop music, um, like, sort of, uh, like, really electronic sort of pop music, um, she also produced for Vince Staples, who was a rapper, which was sort of, like, weird and interesting at the time, because she, she was sort of considered a pop artist, an electronic artist, but she also had this very 
hard-hitting style to her that made her that made the fact that when she produced rap music like that and made it hit even harder um that album by Vince Staples is actually very good uh big fish there and I've thought about recommending that too um I might <laughs> space it out so we're not having two Sophie projects right next to each other mm-hmm. but um yeah that album was really great um but this album I thought I'd recommend cuz she passed away recently and uh, I think it's really extremely influential in pop music. There's, it's very eclectic, honestly. Um, the first song and the second song are so different from each other. It's kind of insane, um, but they're so similar, at least to me, at the same time. Um, and then towards the end, it gets a lot more slow and almost like ambient at certain points. Uh, so yeah. Um, I, I really love this album. Um, I th- yeah, I think it's really influential in like pop music and a lot of the hyper pop stuff uh, that's going on now. So yeah, um, Dad, what did you think about Oil of Every Pearl's Uninsides? <laughs> yeah, to say it anyway. Yeah. Um, overall, I liked it. Yeah, overall, I liked it. Mm-hmm. There was parts I didn't love, and there was parts that I liked more. Um, I thought last week when you kind of were given the, the the deal about this album, you kind of said it would it went alongside of like a 100 Gex vibe. Some of it and sort of right. like you can you I, I don't know if you can tell that, but um like songs like Pony Boy and Face Shopping, pretty much just those two songs, I think are are a lot like that. That's probably um, one of my two least favorite songs on the album. Yeah, uh, they're not terrible, and they're wet. They're like, uh, and I'm sorry, but they're light years better than 100 Gex to me. Yeah, but, um, but they like were probably really the most like annoying songs on the album. Compressed, glitchy, electronic mm-hmm. um, songs like that are very are very similar to 100. It's Gex. weird that that's it's sort of up. different. Yeah, but it's not exact. It's not hyper pop. Uh, her vocals are not like high pitched. Like that is right, um, and I think that's what bothers me the most about 100 Gex. I just don't like that. I don't like that, like that whole thing. Like, and it feels like I have a problem with that genre of music. And it's weird because I feel like I I I dig cool electronic voices and sounds and stuff like that. But maybe I don't, or maybe just these people Mm -hmm. don't do it the way I like it. I don't know. Whatever. But I thought. You would appreciate this a lot more because it doesn't have that, and it just has like the more like hard hitting aspects mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, um, like Pony Boy is is such like a like a crushing song, uh, the way it's produced. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah just that, yeah, I wasn't thrilled with that song or Face Shopping, but um, I like the first song. It's okay to cry. Um, I like. I should have written down the ones I liked more because I'm having trouble differentiating the titles. I think I liked Infatuation. Mm-hmm. And I think I liked Immaterial. I think I liked the last two songs a lot too. Yeah. I kind of, I think I kind of dig when she goes a little more cerebral, moody. Yeah. And towards the end there than the other stuff. But, um, yeah, I, overall I liked the album. I, I mean, even the Pony Boy and Face Shopping ones, even though I don't, I like them less, weren't terrible. They were just like a little bit annoying and I could have done without them. But I wasn't like, oh god, I can't listen to this. Like most of the hundred gigs album. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, she's really talented, was really talented. I keep forgetting she passed away. Um, and I like a lot of this. It's really cool. It's just, it's just like at the heart of it, it's just really cool sounding. It sounds like a lot of effort went into the production. Um, and it just sounds really cool. Like, I don't know, to be honest, I don't know if I would ever listen to it again. Um, cause it didn't hit me like, oh my God, like I, this is amazing. Yeah. But it was really cool. It was just like something cool I've heard, you know? <laughs> And, like, I wouldn't turn it off or I wouldn't have a problem with it being on somewhere I am I am at. But, again, like, I don't think I would pursue any more from her or probably mostly this genre of music. Although, yeah. I'll give everything a chance. You know, I'll always listen to something if it's suggested. I mean, Dominic, to me, usually has pretty good suggestions yeah. for me. So, like, you know, I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't give the cold shoulder to anything in particular. Yeah. But... No, but this was a really good album. I would probably give this a solid B. Okay. Like, just that's a straight-up solid B, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot better than I was expecting. I thought this might be one of those things where you, like, might have hated it, but... Uh, right. Yeah. Well, it's it, funny, in listening to it, like, when I first played it through, like, the first song, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good, good, and then the second two came on, and I'm like, oh, no, it's going downhill. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it redeemed itself uh, pretty well most of the time. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's definitely a solid B. I liked it. She's she's talented, and it's a shame she passed. But um, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. So, um, Dano, what did you think about Oil of Every Pearl's Uninsides? Really like saying that name. Yeah, apparently. Um, <laughs> it was good. I like I like her voice, especially mm-hmm. her voice is really. And this feels like almost like a funny word to say but haunting yeah um yeah i I understand that and i just you know i i realized that i spent a lot more time thinking about this album than the other one really no offense dad but (laughs) oh my other one i thought you meant yeah i mean i thought you were talking about like 100 gex or something oh yeah Yeah. no i spent way more time talking thinking about this album than 100 gex (laughs) Um, but more than like like uh like how so like I don't know, like, I was just, like, it was in my head more, like... Mm-hmm. I think you were both semi-bored by the Alanis, and that's probably why this stuck with yeah. you. A hundred Gex, I think I'm starting to hate a hundred Gex a little bit, but, mm-hmm. like, that that leaves my head as soon as I listen to it, yeah. as soon as I'm done listening to it. Um, this has been in my head for the past couple of days, not because it's catchy, but because it's like memorable, like yeah, and very, very little music is able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so as for songs I liked, um, hold on, let me pull that up real quick. Sorry, it got taken down. Yeah, um, I re- I liked Pony Boy. Um, I thought that was a, like a really nice song. I didn't like face shopping. Yeah, something about face shopping was just like I can't stand this song. Uh, I liked it's it's okay to cry. Um, immaterial, infatuation, pretending. Mm-hmm. I think pretty much face shopping was the only song I didn't really like. Yeah, like I just couldn't get into that song. I was just like, oh, God, this song's so obnoxious. Yeah, I understand that. 
I honestly think um, Pony Boy is a much better song than Face Shopping. Face Shopping felt kind of like it was trying too hard. Like, mm-hmm. it felt like, you know, it was trying to be such a, like, a... It was trying to be, like, the rest of her music, but, like, it was trying to be her magnum opus, it felt like. It was trying to be, like, all of the rest of these songs in the album kind of all... Which is weird, because it's only a third album, because it's only the third song in the album. But it feels like it was trying to be her, her like, biggest song on this album. Mm-hmm. But it felt like it just tried way too hard. I guess, Yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of understand that. Hmm. Um, anything else to say? Not really, except uh, my grade. Yeah. Um, I'll give it a B plus. Yeah. I think that's yeah. fair. Like, I don't know if I'd ever listen to this stuff again, but it's it's very. I'm glad that I got to listen to it. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame she passed because I'm sure she would have advanced a lot more across yeah. her career. Um, How old was she? I think she was, like, nearing 30. Mm. Uh, maybe she was over 30. Uh, I can look it up. But, yeah, this is definitely, like, a really, uh... It's a really unique album. She was 34. Mm. It's a really unique album. Um, I don't think any other album quite sounds like it. But at the same time, I think a lot of people are, are sort of taking inspiration from it. Mm. And she did have her, like, fingers over a bunch of, like... Over a bunch of stuff and all of music, um, and a lot of people that, like I said, are influenced by her, and I think will continue to be. So that's great. Yeah. Cool. All so, right. It's album recommendation time. time. Yep. Yeah. So um, do you have? I have one. One. I have mine too. Oh wow. We're both. Have we ever both been ready to go for that? I feel yeah. like never. I feel like we're neither <laughs> of us usually are. But that's uh, cool. You go first. Okay, so um, I got my, uh, reminded of this band recently um, because I, I used to I used to love this album a lot, um, but it's been a while since I listened to it. I still do. I, I listened to it like earlier today, um, and it's still really great. But um, uh, the the lead singer Jamie Howard, I think, is her name. Um, I don't know. Hold on. Uh, yeah, Brit- uh, Brittany Howard, sorry. Brittany Howard, uh, lead singer of this band, um, performed at the Grammys recently. Uh, she had a solo album named Jamie that um, was nominated for a bunch of stuff, like in the soul and, like I think, rock category. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's the lead singer of this band. This album came out in 2015 by the band Alabama Shakes. Ah. Uh, it's the album Sound and Color. I think, Sound and color. I think it was the last album they they made together. Um, I think they only put out two albums together. Uh, but yeah, I think I might be wrong, but I think this was the last album they made together before they broke up or parted ways for uh, temporarily um, for her to go make her solo album. But uh, yeah, I I think this is like a really great. It's sort of like a throwback album. It's very like bluesy and soul uh, influenced. Um, but it's also very modern in, in certain ways. Her voice, I think, is amazing. Um, I don't know if it's for everyone, um, but I, I think her I think her voice is really amazing. And a lot of the instrumentation and the guitar playing on it is is 
stellar. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. so is that a real quick question? Is Alabama Shakes? I mean, they're done because she's. So I don't know if they're done. Oh, okay. I think they've parted ways temporarily so, yeah. uh, because she wanted to do her own solo stuff. Right. Because um, that'd be a shame to waste a band like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I it, 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 hap- it happens, they... like, a lot of the time. Like, yeah. you know, like, maybe creatively they weren't yeah. uh, getting along very well or something. Or maybe she just thought she'd, uh, she wanted to try something else. And, yeah. you know, they may- maybe the rest of the band wasn't as into it as she was. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that's my recommendation for next week. Cool. All right. So, what's the name of the album again? Sound and Color. Sound and Color by Alabama Shakes. What's yeah. your recommendation? So, I'm gonna go slip back into a little more of my hard rock uh, roots and, and favorite genre. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a band that probably, while considered heavy metal or hard rock, um, is re- actually is also a lot of times considered a prog rock band because they're very technical and um, mm-hmm. um, melodic and kind of jammy in some a certain time. Not like a Rush or, or anyone like that, but like, you know, they're they're just, they're, they're close to prog rock. Sometimes people call them prog rock. Um, and this is going to be probably their biggest selling album of all time. Um they had two big selling albums. I'm pretty sure this one was bigger. So this is going to be from 1990. The band is called Queensryche, and the album is called Empire. Okay, I've never heard of that band before in my life. I honestly thought you were going to say Rush. Oh, no, no. Um, well, I wouldn't compare them to Rush. If that's, I was what, no, that's, what, that's what I was saying. <laughs> oh, when I, I, I said I prog say, rock? No, you said prog rock. You said they're hard rock, but they're also kind of prog rock. Oh, okay. Because um, they're really technical. Now, Queensryche is definitely more on the metal-y side than like a Rush is, but they're also... Like very melodic. Uh, the vocals yeah. are more you know, like smoother than most metal um, and stuff like that. And uh, I saw them um, live twice uh, in the '90s, um, and they're, they're they're incredible live to me. They were incredible live. So um, they kind of also are known as a really good live band. Um, but. Anyway, so that is my recommendation for next week, Queensryche's Empire. So you spell it like Queen, Q-U-E-E-N-S-R-Y with a little accent on it. Yeah. C-H-E. Yes. Okay. That is how you spell Queensryche. I I didn't know how to spell it, so. Which is literally just a shortened version of Queen of the Reich, which was actually a song of theirs, and it's what they're based out of. They're British, um... So, hence the Queen reference. And, um, yeah, so that's my recommendation. Yeah, so if you want to do your homework for next week, um, listen to Sound and Color by Alabama Shakes, as well as uh, Empire by Queensryche. Um, have a good week, everybody. Stay safe. Get, get vaccinated if you can. See you later. <laughs>